This is the Nomad Podcast with your host, The Viper. What's going on, guys? It's Mitch Murphy here, a.k.a. The Viking, back at you again with your bi-weekly Nomad Podcast. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Wow, I really need this beer. It's been one hell of a weekend. Busy nonstop. The The wife and I decided we're going to build a build a garden today. So uh really, show, really shows you how this COVID is affecting the entire world right now on, on this beautiful day where all of us would be out there playing some pew. I'm... Uh, I'm building the garden, so how the mighty have fallen, uh, your, your Viking is is no longer going to Valhalla, but it does give me time to edit and record and do everything I need to do to make sure this podcast gets out to you guys on Monday. So, like I had said two weeks ago, I gave you guys a little bit of a future insight on what this week's podcast was going to be about. It is a interview with one of the original members of Nomad, the OG of OG, as I refer to him when the interview starts. So guys, I really hope you enjoy that, really hitting on some of the deep points of why you need a battle buddy, why it's not just something that you see in movies or hear about, kind of talking about the importance of it. We hit on a lot of really good points, tell you guys a few stories that him and I have gone through. Um... And I really hope you guys enjoy listening to that. Uh, if you don't, go ahead and let me know. Uh, I really, really am in a spot where I'm hoping for some constructive criticism or just blatant criticism is hilarious, too. If you just want to shit on the show, that's amazing. Um, or if you want to say some good things. Good things are always fun to say, but... Uh, mm, finally, another update on my life. I, I'm all moved in. My new man cave moved in with a girlfriend. Um... Her, uh, she's officially welcomed and patched into the team. Spent a lot of time with the team over these uh, these last couple months, uh, whether it be through video chat or are definitely only five people hangouts, um, <laughs> social distancing at the best. But I, we got a pretty big house, so you can you can space people out six feet apart. But uh, officially on the team, patched in as some of you guys might have saw in my last post post uh her name's karen fisher she has been given the call sign soap um there's for four reasons i can't tell you why that is but it's very funny i will tell anybody that asks in person someday but uh i don't think she'd really like me putting that on the internet in a podcast but i'm really looking forward to getting her out there playing with us some more uh she's really really into the idea of playing really hitting it off with the team so that's going to be amazing to uh get her on out there another thing i wanted to bring up to you guys last week's intro seemed a little bit weird um i tried to do tried to really push that viking theme um and go with like a different intro sound uh i didn't like it at all i i did like it when i was like editing i was like this is kind of cool and then um i listened to my own podcast like six times just to see where I can get better for the next one. Uh, I didn't really like the way it flowed, so we had a different intro um, right before everything I'm fucking saying right now. So be sure in the comments 
to send me send me some stuff what you think what you thought of this intro if you guys hate it i'll fucking start a new one i don't care it took me like five minutes to make um just moving getting better really really trying to make this podcast something that uh that the community wants to hear uh there's a bit of a bit of a um surprise i guess a little bit of a spoiler of a project i'm working on at the end of this podcast so listen through the end you'll hear some really cool shit going on in background with some of our amazing sponsors something else i'm going to do different in this podcast is because the interview i did with candy went so well we decided to take it through all the way to the end do a whole have a great fucking day and all that stuff really um really just vibed really well and i didn't want to didn't want to cut it off at any point so instead of making you guys wait all the way till the end of the episode to find out who this week's great fucking guy of the week is i'm gonna tell you right now so that way this whole time you can just sit back relax and not be wondering because i know everyone's just dying to know the amount of messages i get about uh, asking how we choose these great fucking guys and whatnot it's really just guys that or girls so there's phenomenal girls out there um it's just people in the community that I have had amazing experiences with and have really set the bar for who I think ideal players in the community are. So without further ado, this week's great fucking guy of the week is Jody Legacy. Jody Legacy is the leader of Crywolf. Buddy, if you if you hear this, go ahead and shoot me a message. I got a little package for you, a little, little patch package. Um... For anybody that doesn't know Jody, like I said, he's the leader of Crywolf, an amazing team from the London area. I don't know where exactly, but just out Western Ontario. Um, we've had great times playing with them over the last couple of years. Nomad and Crywolf had a period of time where we wanted to play games together and call each other, uh, call ourselves Mad Wolf. We had a big group chat with all our uh, both of our teams. That kind of eventually that fizzled out, but it was a great period of time. Um, and just uh, we've had so many great experiences with the team itself. Now, why Jody's so um, highly regarded by me is that he is the runner of that team. He's the captain. He keeps that shit in order, and he does so so flawlessly that every member on that team very respectable holds themselves to a very high standard and later on in the episode i actually take a little bit to talk about him and something i want to do in the future but for now i just really wanted to push forward the fact that jody lacy as a leader of a team is a great fucking guy and anyone out there that has the chance to talk to him or even ask him any sort of questions or any sort of advice that he might have on how to play the game or how to lead a team. I know he's the kind of person that's going to help you out the best he can. He's all about growing the sport. So there we go. Jody Legacy, shoot me a message, buddy. You're a great fucking guy. One other great fucking guy you guys all know. He's the other Black Cell ambassador, Adam Whitehall, the Airsoft Keanu. Great fucking guy. Uh, good friend of mine. He's got a little something to say. He sent me a little ad, something that we're going to uh, try and work on, see what you guys think, maybe keep it in the podcast here moving forward. We're all about trying new things, but how's about you listen to him quickly before I jump on over to the sweet interview with Caleb. Hey, it's Keanu, and you're listening to Viking Rocking, the only Airsoft podcast worth listening to, the Nomad Podcast. If you like Airsoft-related content, you can join me live every Thursday night at 8 p.m. on Instagram at Keanu.Airsoft for more Airsoft-related goodness. Until then, let's get back to the show and listen to Viking doing his cool guy shit. Hey, 
Welcome back, guys. That's right. We're here with the OG of OGs. What's up? <laughs> we got Candu <laughs> back in the podcast, finally. Uh, it's been a little while, but uh, for anybody that doesn't know Candu, if you don't... Hi, I'm Candu. Uh, also known Caleb, my birth given Ma- name. Mainly known. <laughs> mainly known. As Caleb. Uh, that's what my mother calls me. Uh, yeah, no, we, we started Nomad X many years ago now, and... Yeah, it was just a, it, it just blossomed mm-hmm. into whatever this fuck train of a family it is now, but yeah, we started it. Uh, remember this, this podcast even was, it's, it's like a year ago now, or well, actually probably I guess a little bit more than a year ago. Yeah. We were like, why aren't, we were trying to make a bunch of videos and like, why don't we just make a podcast? And we like sat down and did it one time and we're like, wow, this is amazing. Way easier. And we, we even bought like a video camera and stuff. Yeah, it's right over there actually. Doing- is it? Ah, oh, finally. <laughs> we got the video camera back. I have to delete some videos off of though because I've had it in my personal possession for a while. Clear, wipe it out. <laughs> Magnets. <laughs> Before we get too far ahead, we got beers here. Uh, we're going to be uh, talking about the importance of battle buddies for anybody that listened to the last podcast. I was a little, I kind of uh, give a little sneak peek. That's what we're doing. So, yeah. uh, well, cheers, buddy. Classic. Cheers, buddy. Feels, feels good to be sitting down doing this again. Man, it's great. Uh, Buffalo. Well, since since this is a podcast for the viewers at home, Buffalo is a game, um, it's an old rugby game, a drinking game that we've brought on into Nomad, where uh, when you go to take a drink, if you're drinking with your dominant hand, uh, you, and someone calls Buffalo on you, you actually have to finish your drink. So I have to finish... My tall boy just opened, thanks to this beautiful bastard. So, um, but then you get a minute, don't you, or something like that? Well, I might like, as well just do it right now. But uh, well. Caleb, Kill- go ahead and tell me a little bit about how this podcast even started. And cut. Uh, how did the podcast even start? We we just kind of realized there wasn't anything really. Well, there was some stuff that was like airsoft related or whatever, but nothing, nothing like downright dirty. I don't even know, man. It was so long ago. And like, <clears throat> yeah, man, this beer is so warm. It is so warm. Oh. You should probably plug your fridge in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> thanks for thanks for telling the the viewers that I don't even have my fridge plugged in right now. It's it's an expensive cooler, is what you have, and no ice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, I will. Gotta grab a beer. They can kind of hear you, probably. That was a very unexpected twist for the start of the podcast. But the worst part is that um. I was, I was the one that, uh, yeah, the beer is now done. Uh, I was actually the one that brought that into the group, more or less. There's yeah. another guy, Eric, that kind of started bringing that back. And I get hammered with Buffalo all the time. Yeah. I just forget. I was like, oh, yeah. I'm surprised Brad didn't get me earlier today. True. I uh, we, caught myself so many times already. And that's actually kind of one of the biggest things when we started Nomad and started working on that is we wanted the mentality of a actual sports team primarily like a rugby team there's a lot of like that the drinking culture that camaraderie robbery camaraderie yeah that's the word that i wanted to bring over to the team and i mean looking back on it especially kind of like now that you and i are actually sitting down doing a podcast and kind of looking at how long it's been and how long we how far we've come mm-hmm. uh we kind of exactly did that <laughs> yeah we got a there it is. Second. You did not get me. I did not. That and I almost just took a sip with my right hand as well. 
But, I'll get you. But yeah, so we're, we're kind of there. I, everyone out there that knows us knows we're kind of the drinking team, but also the team that gets shit done out there on the field. We're the yeah, we're the nice guys and good players. We've kind of got it. Let's not toot our, let's not toot our horn too toot, much. Toot, toot. Uh, yeah, don't blow that kazoo away too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's the thing, though. Like, we, we brought a little bit of extra camaraderie to the sport in our local like, area or whatever because you go to big games and... You know, whoever's playing on green is like hanging out in this area. Whoever's playing on tens in that area, and even then, the teams in that team have their own little cliques or whatever. And we're like, "Fuck it, let's bring a bunch of beer and just pass it around, say hi to people." Because we were so new, yeah. playing at a venue we've never played before as a team, knew no one, and then we left making like a hundred different friends. That was killer, was amazing. I mean. Every friend you make out there, like, when you're out there playing on the field, getting in gunfights with people, the best part is to be able to talk about it after, like, yeah, I, I enjoy the gunfights, but I definitely have had way more fun talking about the gunfights I've been in, like, the stories go on for years. La right? Last year, like, 80% of the walk-ons I went to was to hang out with people. Yeah. Airsoft was a nice cherry on top. It's just really nice to connect with people who do play at your local field or out of town or whatever and just say hey man how's it been i haven't seen it since this game or that game or whatever just just hanging out is a, is really nice well that's like with battle we, buddies if you will yeah well, i was <laughs> leading leading in to that is that when you're going to these big mill sims and you're having drinks with people and talking mm -hmm. to people that you wouldn't usually talk to now all of a sudden you're having totally different experiences when you're out there on the field having firefights with them like you're gonna have a totally different experience uh playing with a player that you've had a few laughs and jokes with kind of know how to communicate like obviously there's gonna be times mm -hmm. where you totally random dude and you just click and you have a great firefight yeah but been there like how many firefights have you and i been in together and we just actually, actually probably not a whole lot <laughs> <laughs> after i said that i'm like oh like i mean we we played a lot of airsoft together but 100 but uh i mean i'm usually so i'm doing squad lead shit in the back you and you and brad probably getting the most yeah together brad and i 100 percent are he is definitely my number one uh oh yeah thanks for coming on my podcast yeah <laughs> Fuck me. I'm going to go Fuck get Brad. you, guy. Brad's my battle buddy for realsies. Uh, <laughs> Brad's actually, like, upstairs. Uh, he is maybe eight <laughs> feet that way. Um, but no, I, I would say it's important to have more than one battle buddy. Oh, absolutely. It's, um, it's a very loose It's a loose term. If you're only going out there being like, this I, is the only guy I play I, with. I probably easily have five people that I'd be like, if I'm stuck in a building or I have to do a push or something with one other person, yep. I can probably pick five people easily to who would be my battle buddy are there any of those one of them is you don't worry <laughs> absolutely <laughs> none of them are you you're like 11 oh, in fuck line you are no i'm saying that's me to you i would definitely oh. i would take you into a firefight in a heartbeat that's why i love being able to be back doing my squad leech and not having to worry about uh so it helps have a can do attitude yeah. if you know what i mean can do and rocket are up front doing the shit they have to do i never have to he's worry. aggressive yeah i never have to worry about being like oh i should probably get up there i have lots of time to uh, yeah. nap sleep sleep off hangovers why why storm a building when you got can do and rocket yeah. doing it for you just hang back have a 
pina colada, whatever the hell you have in your kit. <laughs> so you had said roughly five people or whatever. Yeah. Is there any of those players that are not on our team? Hundred percent. Well, like who who would some of those people be that you could? So I would say uh, there's Joe Pendrack. Yep. He's a great guy. Um, him I mean, that's kind of him. Kinda... And I really connected last summer at Narco State Three. Uh, it was nighttime or whatever, and opposing team was making that huge push on our infield CP. And Joe and I had the south side of that uh, south road. Yeah. And it was just me and him, and we were pushing up, and we were just leapfrogging it, and just whatever I said, he he was already thinking it. Whatever he was saying, I already thought of it. Like we were just on it a hundred percent. Yeah. And that's what a good battle buddy is, right there. We both just have a have that weird sex sense of like we're doing this and you don't even have to say it and True. you just know what's happening so i, I mean joe, realistically if joe would drop the ak uh he, he'd probably already be on the team <laughs> <laughs> no he's a beautiful man with an ak he and loves a, his loves his these AK. guys ak he's got a scorpion you don't i do not want to change that one bit but he def, definitely is a great fucking guy he's been on the nomad radar great for guy. a long time so he's been to quite a few games with us so who else uh and then i i put that game dude that game made a lot of battle buddies for me i i rocked with chris dodge from force recon and chris zeger from uh from uh force recon Fortune. dodge and zeg they well, are amazing on the field Zeke, Zeke was rocking an AK as well. I might have a secret love affair for AKs. Oh, yeah, I had the AK-74U. <laughs> yeah. Cut off one with, like, one mag. Man, I don't know how the hell he did it, but he was rocking that the thing. The two of those guys are fucking absolute beauties. I've, yeah. I've, we, we've partied with them quite a few times now. They've come to... Well, Dodge has been to, like, three or four events with us, playing with us. Yeah, he's come to every game we've ever put on. Yeah, I much. think Zeke, we've played with him quite a few times but he's never played directly As, with us yeah. other than narco but that was like boys weekend so yeah. that's, that's we don't, that's we don't really wash. take yeah we don't really take that game too seriously as like actual squad dynamics mm -hmm. but um but we've had so much time with zieg though like he when you think Great that chris guy. chris chris dodge and chris Zeke are automatic ends if they ever want to come play a game with us or anything 100 percent or if they ever just want to switch switch teams, then we're not allowed to talk about oh, that. Just no. just in case, <laughs> just in case. <laughs> um, okay, this so, is the beat moment. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not cutting it out. I'm pretty sure Jane Dobbs don't even listen to this. Oh, probably not. <laughs> Hi, Jane Dobbs. Hi. Um, so that's like three right there that I would definitely play with. Yeah. Uh, I would. I haven't had the pleasure to play one on one with Keanu, but I feel. Because of the the friendship base that we that I have with him, like we could we could rock it really oh, well. Yeah. Just did a standalone you, player is amazing. Did and you not get an opportunity to play with him at Dark Zone? No, I almost had an opportunity to run with him, but we were it was basically two squads playing next to each other. Yeah. Um, in that sense. Dark Zone was a game hosted late fall uh, last year. November, I yeah, believe. Hosted in November by the show's sponsor, Black Cell, the greatest of fucking guys. Um, hosted an amazing game. I was chosen to command a squad of 30 people. Amazing squad of 30 people. Yeah, I got to handpick. Oh, man. And, um, 
realistically looking back on it, it kind of did turn into a popularity contest. Yeah. Like, like it, we just got to 30 of the best players just got to come and hang out with me. Uh, not that the other, amazing. the other commanders were great guys, but when it comes to just like getting guys to come play for you, it's easy when you have a little bit more of a presence to be like, Hey, do you want to come play instead of being someone that maybe people don't know? And, and I would say that would be a huge advantage for whoever is commanding to be able to pick who's on their team because you don't have to deal with people going, Oh, who are you? I don't want to listen to what you're saying, blah, blah, blah. We already know you. Yeah. I was actually, the one thing about that too is I was really surprised getting to pick a group of my friends completely. I wasn't really expecting everyone to listen nearly as well as it would because it was such a it was it was such a group of good boys. guys. It was, it was all the boys, right? So I was yeah, really yeah. expecting some people to just give me a fucking hard time. They really didn't. But the other thing about that event though is I had Brian Favell, another great guy. fucking guy <laughs> who has run my comms. In like multiple, every not game, just, not just run my comms for like commanding ways. Like he basically just runs my personal comms when I'm out on the field, because um, I'm borderline unreachable all the time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Mitch, you got a text from your mother or something. <laughs> like, um, so I had him there to help, and that was phenomenal. Him and I did a, a great job together. Um, anything I had asked of him, he did. Went above and beyond. Um, I was, I was a little distracted during that game. Uh, there was there were some things going on up in Kingston there for me that I was a little distracted by, but uh, yeah, <laughs> but I'll agree with that. I kept my uh, I kept my composure, kept through the game. Uh, I think that was one of the only Milsims that I didn't end up falling asleep as while I was commanding. It's so hard to not fall asleep while you're commanding. I I totally get that, but like if you're commanding, like I feel it would be easier to stay awake for the duration of the game if you're also not kicking doors in the entire time as well well the thing is too like when you're although your adrenaline would be up yeah that's thing you don't have so like another bring a treadmill next time kind of segueing <laughs> into it one of the very important reasons to have a battle buddy is you have someone there pumping you up yeah getting, you know like keeping you going you know you're keeping each other's attitudes in check keeping each Can other do. aware yeah yeah baby um keeping people going whereas when you're commanding there there's not you really are the one yeah projecting there, the vibes the energy the, the go get them guys like yeah you really gotta you really gotta just keep you're hammering the, you're the mary jane of the spider-man type yeah. of thing right and it's not like it's not that they're the people on on the field won't like pump you up but they're not exactly thinking like oh i gotta keep command pumped up too they're thinking like okay i just yeah. gotta do this thing oh commands keep me pumped up that's great that's I've I've also completely basically stepped away from commanding uh, other than um, Parabellum, another game hosted by Black Cell coming up. Uh, it's been moved. I don't know. Hopefully, it's going to be a great game. Yes, I am so overly excited to play it. I uh, I forget the the date now off the top of my head, but it's been pushed back uh, two weeks before Narco. Two weeks four. before Narco. Uh, July, like the second last weekend of July. So I think. It is. But um. Anyway, so that's kind of one of the reasons that I stepped away from commanding as much is because I wasn't getting that experience of having the the firefights with people, um, getting to create those those stories and those memories. But the that bond, the bond, 
the bond. Bang. <laughs> but uh, uh, <laughs> I wasn't trying to do an Arnold there, but now that you did, uh, I, can't I feel help like it. I couldn't help it. I feel like people thought that I did. It would have been like the shittiest one ever. So now I want to try it again, but I don't want to fuck it up even more. No, I think we'll the bond. The bond. Maybe get down. Get the bond. Get the bond. <laughs> that was. All I think of when people do that, and it's like not super good. Arnold is like the jacked fairy from Fairly Odd Parents. Oh my sure, god! Sure. Yeah, okay, whatever, whatever. I like cartoons. I fucking love cartoons. I love that show. <laughs> Battle buddies. Battle buddies. <laughs> I mean, you were kind of asleep for it, but there was oh no. a weekend where you and I sat down and watched all of Zoe One Hundred and One. Yeah. So I passed out. Hard. We just crashed. We just crashed. Uh, crushed a case of beer and watched Zoe One One. So we, we, you know, we're we're nineties kids. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Definitely not the only night we crushed a couple of two fours. Mm-hmm. But like, but it's that's definitely one of the main reasons Bottle Buddies helps. Um, especially so. Obviously, this isn't nearly like real life scenarios where there's legitimate reasons to have someone there yeah. with you. But it definitely translates the same when you're keeping each other amped up another big thing too keep you amped up and and keep you in check as well yeah. right so like if i don't know even if you get hit by a bb on your backpack or something like that and you don't feel it and you're still like going after it i'd be like hey man like you did get hit yeah. by the way like and that that's that's a that's a good good bond to have as well that's amazing Someone to keep you in check that's yeah. definitely something that we yeah. do as a team too. We we try and keep each other honest players, so we're all there to play the game. You know, like yeah. you're, if your battle buddy's there, he should want to watch out. <coughs> Excuse me, he should want to watch out for your reputation, right? So if you maybe don't know that you got hit by BB, but he saw it, instead of just letting you keep playing, there's a person there to be like, "Yo, dude, you got hit." Yeah, and then you don't have to deal with the "Oh, I fucking hit that guy," this, that, or whatever. And then your battle buddy's like. Hey man, yeah, you got hit by like. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I can't argue my battle buddy. A very like, negative battle buddy would be a battle buddy that yeah. even saw you got hit and then was like, no, no, he didn't get hit, kind of thing. Yeah, like, or like, like even like. Another good reason to have a battle buddy, and like I would really hate to bring this kind of thing up, but fights do sometimes happen on their soft field or whatever, because if someone's like. Hey man, like I effing shot you or whatever, and your buddy's just like, oh man, like your BBs are hitting low or whatever, and then they start coming up, like charging up at you. It's always good to have someone to be able to to pull that kind of shit away, uh, and just keep each other's attitudes in check too, right? Like, I mean, yeah, if someone's getting grumpy, like, oh fuck this or whatever, like, hey man, like, have you been keep it positive? Let's, uh, yeah. it's just a game. Yeah, just, if we've it's fucking life, it's not a game. Nah, Milsom is life. real. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, uh, Dodge the bullets. <laughs> Do where the bullets aren't. But like, and 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 stuff like that, and just keep you accountable, not to other people, but to yourself as well, and just keep you as an honest person. Yeah, and like you had said about like pulling things apart, not letting it get too aggressive. Yeah. Um, having someone there to keep your attitude in check, which is. I mean, obviously, not all teams operate on the same kind of ideals, but for us, attitude and the way we kind of, um, why the fuck can I think of that word? Present ourselves? Yeah, there we go. I couldn't think of the word present. Battle buddies. Battle buddies. <laughs> He's in my mind. We finish oh, each other's sandwiches. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Random Disney shit. <laughs> this is Disney McGuire. What's up? Okay. <laughs> 
<laughs> Cheers, buddy. <laughs> Fuck, man. But anyways, keeping each other's attitudes yes. in check. Um, we have a really big thing on our team, but presenting yourself with respect for the sport, respect for the other players, um, and just everything like that. So when you get, you've been playing a game for 20 hours and you still have four more hours or whatever, and you've been out in the rain doing it, shitty stuff. It really gets you low. Yeah, it's going to beat you down. Sure. And so you start to you start to kind of get a little bit snappy, a little bit more whatever, and you're dealing with guys that have also been dealing with the same shit the whole day, and it just kind of builds up and builds up. So having someone there to kind of talk you down or being someone there for somebody to talk them down in that situation, that's where the main points of why you need a battle buddy come out. Yeah, and even, even just like... Because there's some times where it's like, all right, like this is we're holding this position. Uh, teams of two spread out or whatever. That's a perfect time to know who your battle buddy is because you can be holding a position for X amount of hours or whatever it is. And I don't want to be next to someone who I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? I can't stand him. <laughs> that's that's something like not a lot of people talk about for some reason. I'm really really glad you kind of brought that up. Is everyone always talks about these cool firefights and all this other stuff. It's and, that quiet time. Yeah, it's that I'll quiet time. Like, like uh, 18 hours of a milsim, at least six hours of that game is pretty fucking boring. 100%. <laughs> You're holding a doorway or a building that's not yeah. being attacked for the next couple hours. You want to have a guy there that you like and you can shoot the shit with so that way your mind stays on task to doing shoot what the shit yeah like yeah like, sorry to no go like shooting the shit or like um just someone that knows you on a personal level where it's like you finish each other's sandwiches mm -hmm. but like if i'm holding a bunker or something like that with you or brad or whatever i have met your families they'd be like you know what How, how's your mom been man yeah. i heard from her in a while or whatever she's still being awesome or whatever it's like oh yeah man it's great and they're like oh man sweet cool yeah. and just just being able to have that that uh sometimes it's nice to have a little deep conversation in the middle of a fucking game just to what's well, it's a distraction more or less like yeah pass, take, pass that time take your mind away from it and the other thing too is it kind of also helps with that uh role play aspect of it like we're all there pretending to be these cool guys doing cool shit it's like well those guys too in the movies like they're always like pinned down in a bunker or sitting in a bunker just talking about their family back yeah. at home and stuff and you're kind of getting that role play sitting there role playing we do that all the time we'll like break out the arm boys like oh, how's the family doing like, yeah. <sighs> tell my wife i love her <laughs> if i don't make it home <laughs> like we always do that shit take care of my wife <laughs> i'm not gonna leave you behind <laughs> man i'm gonna start carrying a note to <laughs> Teresa, be like if i don't make it man because guaranteed i'm gonna die now and you won't Take it. <laughs> Take this note and give it to my wife. Tell her I love her. <laughs> perfect, perfect example of that style oh. of like having two people for like holding down objectives would have been at New Dawn, the first event we went to, hosted by uh, Jamie Nardak, uh, NPAC at the college. Such a great field, the best field game. Um, but I, we've talked about this field so many times; it's f phenomenal. But there was a building that we had taken. It was a two-story college building. And there were 
the entrances worked out that we had exactly enough for to, for me to put two people on every door. Yeah. Um, uh, that was an entrance to the building. So is that when we were keeping an eye on yep. uh, op four? Yeah, we were keeping an eye across the field in each other's minds. Um, and so I'd said I was squad lead at the time for the event. I had said, okay, I want two guys on every door, and someone that wasn't really part of the team very much had come out with us, and I had said. Like, oh, like, why do you want two guys in every door? And I was like, because this shit's going to be boring. Like, I want you guys out there paying attention. Like, I don't want someone wandering around over to someone else's door just to talk to them because they're bored. Like, yeah. Or if it's like three in the morning and it's just like, hey, guys, go into like, like have shifts of who's watching or whatever. Get Joe over here to take a 20 minute nap because like he's been fucking pushing it or whatever. His buddy keeps an eye out swap like yeah that's also a good importance to have battle buddies to, to swap shifts of who's on watch or whatever and just be like hey man have you had any water or a snack in the past like six hours I'm like no oh well here you go yeah that's why i keep hot rods in the stock of my gun <laughs> you keep so many snacks on man. I, I keep i had a snack pouch i'm always hungry <laughs> do you remember uh we just ate pierogies i will eat a hamburger Right what game was it we cooked macaroni and cheese for? Oh, fuck. Was it Daybreak? Was it when you had t- the tinfoil thing? I can't remember. One game last year, I had uh, a snack pouch on me. So our, our whole plan that year was to, we're going to be able to stay out in the field. The entire it, time. It was a 20-hour game or whatever. That was Nightfall. With, uh, was it Nightfall? That was Nightfall with Fletcher as our commander because we were talking about having like, as many magazines that we can have on us, have all the food, all the water, blah, 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 blah. We're going out once and we're never coming back. Yeah. And like, fucking, yeah, right. You're going to get shot in five minutes. You're <laughs> coming back, guy. It sounds like, so cool <laughs> when you're planning, though. Like, yeah, yeah. Well, after Icebreaker 3, our dicks were huge and they were swinging. We're we like, were killing it. we are awesome, Nomad. That was a and great then, way to start. And then we fucked. We got fucked hard. It was great, though. We loved it. <laughs> but holy. So, <laughs> warn us. Yeah, I, uh, I, we cooked macaroni and cheese the night before, and there was a bunch of extra, and I had a snack pouch on my kit at the time. No! Sorry, I'm so bad. That was Icebreaker. Was we were it in, Icebreaker? We so were it in was a hotel, Icebreaker, yeah. Because we'd spend the night in a hotel because it was still pretty early in the year where it was cold. And Because norm, normally we would go the night before, have a kegger, all that cool stuff. But we're like, you know what? Fuck it. It's the first game. It's fucking cold. Staying the night in the hotel. That's when you only shaved your mustaches. I was pissed. That was a good time. I hate you. But that's a whole nother story. And yeah, that was when you guys had like made like 20 boxes of craft yeah. dinner. And so anyway, so I was like, well, fuck, put it in a plastic bag. Like I'll put it in my pouch and then I'll eat it tomorrow while we're like laying out on the field or whatever. Oh, God. Well, didn't we end up just big dick swing our whole way through the event? The whole game. Like, like we're big just hammering it. Except, except for like. At the night, we took like turns sleeping, and Op Four couldn't find us because we were camped out offsite. Yeah, yeah, fuck you, Op Four. <laughs> but uh, but anyways, Op Four couldn't find us. They attacked our CP. <laughs> I ran out there shirtless. <laughs> I didn't even end up touching my macaroni and cheese. And as <laughs> as I'm sure most of you guys do, after a milsim, I don't even want to look at my fucking airsoft gear. Like, oh. like for four, for like 48 hours after a milsim, I hate airsoft. <laughs> <laughs> and so Damn. I just took my shit off and I threw it in the bucket and I was like, ah, that's enough airsoft for a The Milsim bin from Walmart. Yeah. It per- the best one. And then I put it away. Well, didn't I end up not going into that bucket for like 
couple weeks. A couple weeks. Totally forgetting that there was macaroni and cheese in my fucking pockets. Was that the one with eggs, too? And hard-boiled egg <laughs> and macaroni and cheese in my airsoft kit. My stuff still stinks to this so day. so bad. It's horrible. Like, the only time anything remotely close like that happened to me was the summer before we started Nomad and I was playing with the Widowmakers. And um, I, I think it was a Olympus Divide game. And we we filled our uh, hydration packs with water like you normally do. And we had one jug full of water and one jug half water and half Gatorade. Just to keep your electrolytes up and stuff like that. It was really good and refreshing. But my now fiance uh, was really new. It was like her first game or whatever. I was like, hey, do you mind filling my hydration sack with water? She's like, cool. Filled it with. The Gatorade mix gave it to me. I was like, oh, that's weird. Whatever's like really close to the end of the game. After that, I forgot. And then a couple weeks later, I'm at a walk on. I'm like, oh, like I still got water in my hydration. I think it was cool. there when you brought, yeah, when you took your first sip of it. I took a sip and I swear I you could taste how rotten that water was. Like it probably looked black. And like I nearly just puked on the field. It was disgusting. At least you didn't eat your eggs. <laughs> like, I should have. Oh, <laughs> um, um, no. But so, moving... No. <laughs> no, no oh. uh, moving back to the, the Battle Buddy side of it, though. When it... Um, is your beer empty? Yeah, I would yeah. love a beer. Thank you. Caught up. Now, uh, quick... <laughs> Shit. Now, uh... now, a quick word from our sponsors while Caleb gets me a beer from the other side of the room. This podcast is sponsored by Black Cell. Black Cell is the best game runners in the history of Airsoft ever, not just Ontario Airsoft. So go ahead and look them up. Also, this show is sponsored by Speed Nation Combat Solutions, bringing amazing things to Niagara Airsoft and all around the world. I think. I don't know. I doubt he ships across the world. How can you whistle for so long? Uh, I'm just really good at whistling. Anyhow. Battle Buddies! (laughs) Um, Another one of the biggest reasons. Mm. Uh, Buffalo. Fuck off! (laughs) Gotcha. You tell them another reason then. Sorry guys, I gotta finish a beer. What was your reason? I'll just continue with it. Uh, I was gonna say when you're uh, getting past the, the, you know, helping each other through mentally uh, is the actual combat reasons to wanting a buddy. uh, A battle buddy? Battle buddy. I've finished this beer now. I actually have a really good example. So, uh, last summer, two summers ago, we were playing walk-on at our local field, Niagara Quartermaster. One of them, sorry. And um, there was a time where we were just playing with a bunch of new people, and we are pushing from Scallywags to Bravo. If you've been to the field, you know what I'm talking about. And along that trail, I'm off to the left. Mitch is off to the right. We each kind of have our own little naturally made squads or whatever. And there was a time where we're just getting pelted at by whoever's defending Bravo. And there was a time where I looked over at Mitch and he looks at me and it gets real sensual because we locked eyes and we just gave that like, fuck yeah, nod. Yeah, it's going And down. we just both stood up push, and we just fucking destroyed and took Bravo without a word. Like we just locked up like it was that nod. You know we're moving, and we just did it, and it somehow worked. Yeah, and that, well, do that again. I don't know. 
But well, that comes worked. from the amount of experience we have playing together. Also, thank you, Caleb, for the Buffalo. I'm going to work on not doing that. <laughs> Say, um, right, get a marker and write no no on your yeah. hand. Um, or just put, in a, put a sock over it or something. <laughs> I don't have any socks in this uh, house I'd like to touch with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, that's good. That's tasty in my lungs. <laughs> so but moving on the, the combat side of it. Good examples. We, we've we've talked about uh, kind of, you know, how important it is to have something to keep you motivated, keep you everything like that. But when it comes down to holding an objective, uh, like I, in my example, but holding a door, if it's you and one other guy holding, or if you're by yourself holding a door and you get shot, mm-hmm. you're down. Whereas if you have one other guy there with you, depending on the game style, obviously, but medic rules and stuff. Medic rules. You go mm-hmm. down, you have someone there, medic, you have someone to be medic by, um, you have two people to start shooting at a target, uh, when it comes down to reloading, which is a huge thing, depending on how your team practices and stuff like that, yes. like working on cover fire. Yes. You can't, you can't cover and move with one guy, whereas two guys can use cover and move mechanics so easily and effectively against a far larger, hopefully less trained you know, group of people. Cover move is how Joe and I was like, Joe is a, he's a good guy to have as a bow buddy. Yeah. And uh, for, for anybody maybe listening that's newer to airsoft that doesn't understand what uh, cover and move is, it's where you have one person or like a group of people that cover by placing fire on the target. Suppressive fire yeah, and stuff so like that. On the targets while another group of people or your battle buddy moves to a different location, usually advancing towards the targets or in some situations falling back. back. Yep. And so you do that in a situation where you're then shooting, you have someone covering you or sorry, you're shooting, covering someone, they get to the spot that they're at and then they start shooting a target and then you move to a location and it's, it's like a, like a leapfrog. Some people know it, the leapfrog maneuver. Yeah. It's also called leapfrog. It's just one of the most basic, well-known tactics. Um, and for anybody out there listening that maybe doesn't know a lot of those tactics, like go to YouTube, look up that shit. Like so YouTube. much YouTube, the amount of videos that you and I have watched oh my drinking God. in my basement. And it doesn't matter what basement it is like Kill and I drinking in my basement has traveled across many different houses. Locations. Yes. <laughs> but it's, it's like, even traveled to my uh, office because I don't have a basement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like just having that battle buddy that you, you want to learn things with and you want, you're just watching cool guy shit. Like you're both into guns or whatever. Yeah. Even, even playing video games, Call of Duty, Battlefield, whatever, uh, in the off season. Cause a lot of people like me do not like to play when it's negative 30 out or whatever. That's a good time to work on communications and know how to call out things and, uh, just radio uh, communications as well, yeah. not just like, oh, hey, I think I kind of see a guy over there. It's just like, they'll actually give the direct, hey, I see a guy, 12 o'clock, behind Green Bunker, or something like that. And we, we kind of talk about this a lot, about another reason it's so important to have not only one battle buddy, but like, playing with a person a lot, you learn how they communicate. Um, like, you'll understand what over there by that tree or whatever means a little bit more when you've played with someone that has said over there by that tree a couple and you're, times. And you're in a fucking forest. Yeah, you're in a forest. So I'm like, like, oh, thanks, new guy. Like, <laughs> uh, to be exact, it's, thanks, Pete. Oh, fucking Pete. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. Uh, Pete's a guy from our team. Phenomenal guy. Love him. He's so Dutch. Uh, usually plays by himself. He's like, he's one of the two only allowed to lone wolf guys on our team between him and Kyle. 
They can just do whatever they want because they get shit done. They do. It's a wreck fest. It's, <laughs> it's disgusting. But I do not want to be their battle buddy. Like, <laughs> I couldn't keep up. I'm, I'm a thick boy. I cannot. My thighs are like, nope. But uh, so that's another thing. You're like you're playing with the same person. You learn things. You you learn how they act, how, what, what they're going to do without saying it. Just like you had brought up about the point where we looked at each other, knew what we both meant without saying anything. A simple nod was what it was. And it was just a flawless execution of what battle buddy is. Yeah. Just knowing that person and knowing that's the move. Yeah. And like, obviously, obviously some of the stuff isn't geared so much towards like the older, more experienced players, but like newer players that are getting into this with, a friend or with a team or starting to build a team or anything like that. Yeah. Just do what we did. Sit down, watch a bunch of videos together, play a bunch of video games together or whatever you're into. Any sort of thing. Any other sport. A- anything that would include the two of you working as one unit would be beneficial, I would say. Right. And obviously, Battle Buddy can be used pretty loosely. Like, if you're you're with three people or you're with four people. Yeah. Like it's your battle buddies, but primarily this is about the importance of having at least one other person that yeah. you're <clears throat> synced up with. Basically. I, you want to hear another short story about how Brad and I became battle buddies? Yes. And then I'm going to tell, hang on before you do that, let me tell one more point about why you should have one. And then you tell your story. I would story. love to hear your point. And then I'm going to tell a story about how you and I became battle buddies. I can't wait. I bet you don't even remember. We'll I bet you don't remember the day. You know what? Let's hear it. All right. Well, so the in first a bit. In a, after two one, stories from now, I'm gonna fucking hear in, this. In, in my point and his short story. Um, <laughs> so another major point is mag capacity on your kit. Um, everyone sets up their kit so much different, yeah. and there are some players that will go into a firefight and think that six mags is enough. I think six mags is a great number. I personally run with at least 11 or 12, usually. I, I got like 6 or 7. Yeah. Like, 6 is a great number. I think anybody that says they, they need more than that is a little bit silly. I carry it on my kit because I am the squad leader and I have what my next point is in mind. Um, is that if you don't have a battle buddy and you run out of mags, well, fuck, throw your hand up. See you later. I'm out of this game. You're fucked, little buddy. You're like- fucked, little buddy. <laughs> Whereas if you, you have a battle buddy, and even the both of you are only running a few mags, I run out of mags, and I look over at you, and I'm like, Caleb, I need some mags. And it may, it actually makes the experience so much better. I think some of the best firefights we've ever had, one of us has run out of ammo. Yeah. And you're like, and it, it adds that cool guy thing of being like, I'm out of mags. I need a mag. <laughs> Judgment day, man. Yeah. Like I was like, that's where two Valhalla came that, from. Yeah. That's, that's where a crazy shit happened where it's just like, we're holding a position at Judgment day. Uh, the, what was the field? Uh, it was, a, was Sega beach paintball, paintball. Sega beach paintball. And it was yeah. hosted by the SGA team. Knights. Uh, great dudes. I don't, awesome I don't dudes. believe they're a team anymore though, to be honest. I don't but, know. Uh, great dudes, but we do like them a lot and they're hosting a game. We captured an area, and every like on the hour is when flags were made points or whatever. For anybody listening that knows the field, the area we had captured was called Aztec at the time. Was it Aztec? It's called Aztec. And okay. It was up on top of a hill, yeah. Yeah, and there's a couple sniping positions. So there's a Pikachu guy. I'm like, yo, man, get up there with your sniper. Do some cool guy shit up there. We captured a flag. The hour came by. We got the point. It's like, sweet. We're holding it. And I'm like, and we're checking our mags and shit like that. Ammo's 
pretty fucking low. And all of a sudden, we just see the opposing team come from their spawn and clearly out of range, but they're just circling around our position. And I'm like, oh, we're fucked. Radio into command going, hey, man, this is what's happening. Command what, said he was sending support. What do you want us to do? He said, he told me either A, you can come back to CP and rebomb and get a really cool guy mission because we got the point. We don't need it right now. Or hold off and just die. Just die it so out. Not, yeah, I was not on comms. I talked about I was, how I was, I'm never I was, on comms. I was the comms guy. <laughs> yeah, you were the comms I was Brian. <laughs> I already brought up how I don't this ever is, talk. This was pre-Brian, so I was the Brian. Was I just telling so, our guys that re reinforcements were on their way? Yeah, you lied. <laughs> so he's just like, that, those are the two options. Either come back to CP or hang out till you die. Mitch comes up to me and goes, what's the plan, guy? I'm like, we're going to Valhalla. He's just like, well, we, yeah, we, <laughs> this is the this yeah, is what's happening. So our our team has always had like a relative like Viking gimmick or whatever, and we had talked about a play that we called Shield Wall, which is where we set up a defensive parameter and kind of pushed in. Yeah, and then I came up to Caleb, and I remember sitting there and like Brad was there as well. Rocket had like two mags i was down, you were one. down. I, I i don't even think my m4 had mags i think it was down to my pistol yeah i had like next to nothing and i was like what like what's the call i cause i had no idea what was going on he's like, it, like we're going to valhalla and i was like i'm like yeah and then brad i was like everyone else in the in the force that was coming out is probably like what the fuck are these guys oh they hear some assholes yelling whoa they're probably like i think these guys think the game's contact that's why they that's why they didn't get their push done just like these guys might hurt us yeah but um and then i called that's the first official shield wall that i called yeah i was like i want a shield wall parameter this blah 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 called out all the shit and we did it and we won that firefight we were down to like one person i didn't like, well it was down oh you did get hit didn't I, you i got tagged i was on my last like pistol mag and i got tagged in the pant leg yeah that's how easy i call it though it's like oh. the, the the cuff of my pants or whatever just hits a bb i'm like i'm out I'm, yeah I'm oh, I'm, <laughs> the amount of firefights i've been in where like i'm running into a door or something like that and there's like enough guys shooting at me i'll call it if i assume that they're probably just gonna think they hit me yeah. Like, uh, like you're running through, and unless it's like a noticeable, like I'm like, oh yeah, I'm fucking in the firefight, but I'm making like a run in, and there's like four guys like in the hallway of death or something like that. I'm like, yeah, fuck it, they probably thought they hit me anyways. Yeah, there's definitely times where I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dead, I'm yeah. dead, I'm good. But, uh, but yeah, so you got hit, but then we we were having that moment of like it came so down to good. Brad and I, and I'm like. I need a mag. He's like, I, I don't have a fucking mag. <laughs> I didn't even go back to CP. I just stood off to the side with my red rag on. I watched. Yeah, I watched we, the chaos. It was amazing. We fought and we fought. And I distinctly <laughs> remember not having any mags and just pointing my gun and letting it make noises at them. <laughs> like, and uh, yeah, they didn't take the point. They Enough of them and eventually ended up uh, fucking off. It was so good. But, um, but that's well. That's just another reason why you need. That's kind of that's the story of everything kind of wrapped up. Why you need that? Like you have people there supporting you. You have people there. So you're doing the role play aspect of it. You're yeah. doing the, you're doing the you know cover fire move stuff like that. But hundred percent. Let's you're saying about uh, so you and Brad. Let's hear it. Brad and I we 
like we kind of knew each other a little bit here and there. And then there was a, uh, I don't remember if it was a walk-on game at Niagara Quartermaster or um, one of their mill scrims, but him and I were behind Scallywag towards Slums area in the in the in the bush, and we were like coming up to Scallywags, and I think Slums is where the opposing team's spawn was, and something happened with my gun where it just like i think my battery died or something i was still pretty fresh into the game and my battery was dead i was like fuck my battery's dead he's like oh it's all cool like hang out like spot people or whatever so i'm like okay like i, see, I think i see someone over there or whatever and next thing you know he gets like hit in the back or something i'm like what the fuck and i just grab his gun which is amazing by the way and then i just turn around i see like two guys like pop 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 fucking shoot them medic tim up he's like oh sweet thanks man i'm like nope thank you let me borrow your gun and then i medic him and then he's like i see two people i'm like where he grabs the gun back he shoots them and that was the uh, that game was a uh, unlimited revives yeah which which was almost like a hack because it's a it's a hack for milson <laughs> it's a hack for milson players because it was the two of us and one gun and we and we were just shooting up a bunch of people and I get shot, he'll medic me, and the moment he medics me, I'm fucking yelling, oh, people over there, and he'll shoot them, or whatever. So we're just constantly on a rotation of counting, like, where people are, passing a gun. He'll be, like, shooting at someone, and he's like, I'm running low, and I just grabbed a magazine, I swapped it for him at a point, just making a reload for him. And I believe it was the local Umbrella team or something like that. Because all of them were running. Oh LM- yeah, umbrella all, was a thing for a while. All of them ran LMGs, so there was a point where they're just spraying and praying, and we're just like duck down. We're in the ground, like face pressed into the dirt, and there's this BBs flying over us, hitting the leaves and shit. And the moment it stopped, it popped up and shot more people. It was crazy, but it's that kind of thing that's like that. That's how a buddy, a, a battle buddy, is made on yeah. the field because it was nuts. Yeah, you and Brad had about a year and a half experience on me even playing. I mean, something along, along that line. Along that I line. I think 2015 is when I started. Yeah, so I, I had started out, and I didn't I didn't really know you too well. Um, so you played I remember, with Widows. Oh, fuck, I remember how we met. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> then I, I had met Brad a little bit. I didn't really know him too, too well. And I think that a lot of people that see our team don't realize like everyone, like we give off the persona like oh yeah we're all friends and stuff like that but some people don't actually realize how close our group of friends is yes like with with all sometimes too close like way too close by almost every standard yeah um but like so when nomad became a team is roughly when i met brad i met brad at the first game we went to as what we called ourselves the single mother makers single mother makers which was literally weeks after i met you for the first time pretty yeah pretty pretty well close to weeks you and after i had that. not played a lot of airsoft together at that point and that's where my story kind of goes to is yeah we had met a little bit on a field and I was I was actually telling Very little. my my girlfriend about this today, kind of like a little bit of a rehearsal, kind of trying to go through the story in my mind a little bit. And well, I, at least you prepped for it. Yeah, I was like, I was like, how the fuck did Gil and I actually get so close? 
And I remember, I don't exactly remember where, what happened on the field, but I had just bought a PS4 and you were a big PS4 guy. And so was Brad and we were all talking and it was when division, some division one, obviously was still a game or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. We gave each other our gamer tags and it was one Sunday and I was not going to go play airsoft and you ended up being online and I had you in and we were playing um, uh, Dead Island. Not Dead Island. The other game that's like Dead Island. Oh. Um, um, oh, lordy. Left for, not Left for Dead. It's not Left for Dead. Uh, Are you sure it's not Dead Island? No, Dead Island's when we were on the resort. It's the other one that's like Dying Light. Dying Light. Dying Light. So. Yeah, oh which you have God. horrible memories about. So Yeah, my fucking wall <laughs> no, i i hate scary games too so that's the oh, thing i hated man. playing the game by myself i got nightmares so he had it. i'm like yo <laughs> what's up uh it's mitch the guy you just met i don't uh, want to play a scary zombie game but you play it with me <laughs> um and so we're playing along we're talking i was about not this. thinking of that about that yeah oh my God. and then so what had happened that morning was I was like, oh, we got talking about airsoft, and I was like, oh, like you're not going today, and you ended up being like, yeah, no, actually, little tight on funds right now, I'm not going to go play, and I was like, I wasn't going to play at all, and I was like, you know what, fuck it, dude, like I got you, I'll come pick you up, <laughs> and I came pick you up. We went out and played airsoft, and we ended up having a phenomenal firefight together at. uh So we both play locally at Niagara Quartermaster, amazing field where we both started playing airsoft, uh, but we had an amazing firefight at. Um, Petro on the truck behind Petro, yeah, firing towards Kill House, yeah, and we were switching sides, doing some army of two shit on either side, switching hands back to back <laughs> shit, and a lot of it came like this was like the this was the first time that you and I ever actually played together, like directly oh, together, and a lot of that came from the fact that we'd already had a few jokes in the morning about what we liked and what we did we played video games together I already kind of communicated yeah. a little bit and we're doing this cool show. i remember like because all the guys that had died were standing behind us so both of us are doing cool guy shit just to look super cool, cool guys like transitions that don't make any sense at all but look my good. guns upside down <laughs> and, yeah, like, <laughs> and like we're doing all this cool shit we're swapping sides for no reason like if you're, now we no know no like, reason to swap sides if you're holding a side like stop moving you're not being like just pinned down on your side you yeah. both walk your own side but at the time we were movie style firefighting, oh, and we had this great fucking firefight. <laughs> I ended up leaving early, uh, and I, like I had to go. You got to ride home with someone else or something. And yeah. then it was the weekend that weekend because uh, I was working out of town at the time. You and Teresa, your now fiance, my now fiance, who is another OG member of this team, has literally built this team to what it is. She like, keeps everything in line. Really keeps Jack. me in line. Left left my own devices, I probably would have destroyed this team like nine times. Oh, like the time we went to handle our hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like left my own devices. No, but luckily we oh, have T God. there to kind of kind of shut me down. Um, but uh, it was that weekend, and you and T had just started dating, like very very recently started dating. We uh, a couple months in. Yeah, and you you have watched our relationship. Oh, I've been there. Like awesome, the- if you will. So you invited me I out. I hope it's a blossom. Is it blossom? Well, yeah, I mean, it's a blossom. Yeah, it's definitely like 
It's similar to lies. Oh, it's gorgeous. It's like the best relationship. I, I was I was trying to think of a joke, and I was like, I really don't even have it's, one. It's all her, to it's be all, honest. No, I know. I'm, I am shit. She's great. I Well, that's... Hey, K- Karen is trying to be my my Teresa. She's keeping me in order, keeping me... Look, Dude, look at me. I'm an, I'm an adult now. How the fuck do you make progies that were so great better? It's retarded. I cannot stand that. I'm so mad at her. I was doing so good losing weight, and now I'm moving in her, and she cooks so good for me. <sighs> I see what... See what happened to you when I was making fun of you. I eat good. My girlfriend cooks ooh, the that's, best. That's right. I got fat. Why? Because my girlfriend cooks like a fucking champ. But you're, you're thinning out. You're looking good, man. Thank you. I've been lifting a lot of shit at work. <laughs> but back to the story. You guys yeah. invite me out, and I I come out, and I this is our first time having drinks together. Yeah. Um, and sit down, and you and T were. It was cool. You're like in that weird spot where like you're you're kind of. I'm not. I'm not going to tell the full story. Don't worry. Oh, thank God! <laughs> I'm like you, you're going to cut this out. Um. Anyways, Caleb's that making, was a bold move. I did. Caleb's making jokes. Uh, kind of testing limits of what he's allowed to say around <laughs> Teresa. Um, and for respect, what I'm allowed to. Well, that's basically what that's, domesticated. That's right what. Up. That's what relationships are. You know, you kind of like you test your you limits on limit. what you're allowed to do, and then you 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 kind of just find your spot. No um, limit. Play within it once in a while. Fucking try push to infl- it a little bit. Inflate that balloon just a little bit more. So, anyways, while we're sitting there, Caleb says something so wildly outlandish that is so funny and just so aggressively I'll sexual. I'll never say it again. Um, I that was dumb. Anyways, I start dying laughing. I'm like, <laughs> this is my kind of humor. Um, not knowing that Caleb was going to go on to get his the, like his shit pushed in for oh saying God. what he said, but at the time I was like, "Yeah, this guy makes the kind of jokes I like." <laughs> <laughs> that's what happens. At, that's a job interview. You fake it till you make it, bro. Yeah. Uh, and then we just it kind of started there, and then we started playing more together, and it just kind of grew from there. But I mean, that our relationship growing isn't nearly what matters. Uh, what does matter is from that what three years ago or something oh, like that four four ish now. Uh, what has grown the most is you oh. and T's relationship, and you guys are engaged now. We're engaged. We are getting married. Yeah, like what's hopefully in twenty twenty. That's amazing. I mean, I'm a I'm the MC. I'm a groomsman. You so. are a groomsman. My sorry, I hit the mic. My groomsman. My MC. You got you're working two sh- double shifts. I'm pretty sure at this. I'm pretty sure at this point I'm going to be the 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 MC for like all of our friends' weddings. The way everything's going it once and killed it so now i'm everyone's yeah you killed it once you got it yeah um that was a trial and error last september now it's this september we'll see what happens so some some people out there might not exactly know who Teresa is i know there there's obviously some faces that stick out a little bit more than others on our team or whatever but Teresa is obviously caleb's loving my now fiance the love of my life and that's what you will tell her um, <laughs> but, she doesn't but, listen to this podcast. She does not she, listen to shit. She literally tell the full story. Yeah, no, I'm kidding. Yeah, she just thinks that we go into the basement and drink beers and talk to the computer because we like ourselves. I, I'm I'm looking at myself in the eye. It's I know. Beautiful. But uh, yeah, no, we uh, our teammate Heavy Eric. He he th- uh, planned a big snowboarding trip last uh, September of 2019, um, and. I've never really snowboarded before in my life. And he's like, hey, you guys want to go? And I'm like, yes. Do you know how to snowboard? No, but I'll, <laughs> I'm going to learn. 
And that's a can do out of man. Was that, that was, that was testing my limits because I had to master how to fucking snowboard for a couple of weeks. And the next thing you know, I'm in fucking Mont Tremblant in Quebec skiing a fucking mountain. Cause you know, that's what you do on your fourth <laughs> time on a snowboard. What a Fake fucking idiot. To make it. What a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, you're but, not the uh, one that broke their leg. Yeah, I didn't break my femur. The pros did. So, uh, sorry, Rico, but that sucks. Um, he'll never sucks listen to, to this. Suck. He doesn't listen to this either. Yeah, he doesn't support us. But, uh, but yeah, no, I was like, guys, this is the this is happening. I tried to plan a proposal the previous summer. Did not work out because we went to a different campsite. Whatever. Long story. And I was like, Heavy, you got a drone, right? He's like, yeah, I brought it. I'm like, cool. This is what happened. And he's like, okay. And oh my golly, could he not get his drone to work for like two hours? Really? Oh my God. It was horrible because he's like trying to figure out his thing. And we're out in the fucking woods. So his GPS signal was not connecting. And it worked the day before because he's like, I'm going to test it out now to make sure it's going to work tomorrow. I'm like, smart. It was not working that day. <laughs> and he's out there in the cold fucking trying to get it working. And Teresa, being a dickhole, is like inside drinking her champagnes or whatever, and, or wines, and is like laughing at him because he just can't figure it out. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> your fucking toy won't work. <laughs> yeah, right? You're never going to catch my proposal on right? camera. You idiot. Oh, <laughs> you can't get it to work. And I'm like, oh my god, babe, maybe like, let's be a little bit more supportive, have a bit more can-do attitude, you know, like, get off his back, woman. Like, yeah. it, it was horrible. And I'm out, I'm like peeking my head. I'm like, hey man, how's it going, dude? How's it going? He's just like, dude, I'm trying. Like, I'm fucking stressing out. I'm like, hey man, take your time. You got this. It's all good. And sure enough, he finally gets it, gets it working. And and Teresa knew something was up because she's like, you know what? I'm gonna go like make some food. I'm like, nah, I'm not hungry right now. And she looked at me like. Fuck you, you're not hungry. I know for a fact you're hungry. You're always <laughs> like, hungry. I'm always hungry. We just ate like 40 minutes ago. I'm hungry. Like, I'm always hungry. But I love that I'm getting to that point of domesticated now, too, it's where I'm like, great. <laughs> so good. Yes, can I please have some food, babe? <laughs> <laughs> can I please eat? I gotta get my gains. But, uh, yeah. So you propose, it goes flawlessly. I, I propose. I had a speech and everything prepared. I had a, a speech for like Teresa's parents. Did not say any of my speeches. I was just like, "What's up? Um, What's up?" I just uh, <laughs> now I got a question for you, Mister Teresa's dad. Yeah, what's up? I'm like, oh, I want to marry your daughter, and he's like, "Yep." I'm like, "Fuck yeah!" Almost puked instantly. <laughs> Almost <laughs> instantly puked. Fucking with Teresa. I had a speech for her as well. Fucking drones up there. We're getting ready to post for a picture. And I just fucking fell to the floor. I'm like, will you marry me? <laughs> She's like, yes. Well, I'll quote. She says, well, duh. That was her answer. Not a yes. A duh. Well, that kind of that brings it into <laughs> point. She Fine. she already knew you were going to be her battle buddy for life. Oh, yeah. And cheers, cheers to that. Thanks. Amazing. I'll be there someday. It was uh, it was an emotional evening, that's for sure. No, I bet. And it like, was great. That kind of ties in, you know. You guys are choosing to be battle buddies for life, tying it into the the battle buddies. This episode. I mean, 
obviously, with you and I, we only have to be battle buddies for like 15 minutes at a time. Apparently so. Yeah, and then, but with there, you, you pulled the trigger on that. That's amazing. Um, I think one of the, actually, some of the best memories I have of Teresa, uh, her call sign being Oracle, because she was like the Oracle of the team. Like, we needed anything she looked up. was the computer per. She is the computer person. Absolutely. That was. But she also wasn't just like, oh, a girl on an airsoft team. She was out there for, for the first years. Active. Uh, active on the team, every milsim, every everything. And it, it was great uh, being able to play with her, well, not being like, oh, I'm playing with a girl, playing with her as... She is a team member. She's a combatant out there. And and that's the thing, too, because when we started, we're like, we do not want to be like previous teams that we have seen grow to being within like two weeks from two people to 30 people, then suddenly shut down. Yeah. Cause we was... want Nomad to grow naturally as a family. And then a team afterwards. Yeah. Because there was definitely that one summer where you and T bumped heads a bit. Well, I was actually going to get oh into that. Well, we, we that were, was the worst summer of my life. Yeah, we we were like two two airsoft couples. There was you and T and me and Voldemort. <laughs> 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 and like we kind of had grown into being like such good friends. And what kept our dynamics so close in growing the team was our friendship. But also... Yeah. T and I played a very, very hard, like, big role in the team and, like, helping it grow to the point, like, there was a lot of points that, like, Brad backed off, you had kind of backed off in some direction, um, and that who Stepped shall not be named backed off, and uh, it would come down to T and I just going head-to-head, arguing. You both. We're just no, I'm right. Yeah, and and it was and all for like no reason. Well, could either of you just both be wrong? It, it didn't like, matter was, what anybody else on the I don't team know why. said. It was her and I fighting, and it really just shows a lot of like our passion for the team. Like all of it, it was all team related shit. It was never normal friendship related shit. Uh, yeah. We had no issues in our actual friendship. It was only team related shit. And her and I would go head. I can't remember the, how the many early occasions. early drama of team building yeah the sure. early team building shit and that, that was the thing like we ran into a lot of speed bumps uh you know every team grows and i think our team has done so well with growing with the hurdles yeah um but like her and i would fucking go at it like huh i i feel so bad for it now but like there were times that like we were not even we were attacking each other and yeah. we kind of gone past the point i i just remember the day that you both like made up and i was like oh my god this is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, and like it was that, so nice to see that the camaraderie. Well, and that, that's the thing together. is like her, her and I really played a lot of battle buddy roles and building this this team. Like we had equal goals and a lot, a lot of people that kind of see our team and hear about how we have like, like I called you the OG of OGs. Like we have yeah. the original six members that built this team. Well, we have five, but then Eric Heavy is such a huge part of this team that we're like you got to get fucking you got to help us to it um every every member on the team is equally as important all that shit but it's more of like an administrative side but a lot of people just think like oh yeah you guys pick all the things for the teams or whatever like no No. Teresa and i fucking battle yeah and then uh it just kind of it's just kind of how her and i were battle buddies in that direction of building the team and now all of a sudden like one of my best buddies is marrying her yeah, <laughs> yeah. You have to like her now. Well, now ah. I have to. 
but, but that's that's a, that's a big thing too. Like, um, maybe we can do another podcast in a couple of weeks about like how to build a team because it wasn't like you guys were like. As a lot of teams I see will start up, they'll have a disagreement. Next thing you know, team's done. No. This is a two friends who generally love each other who have an argument a disagreement if you will and then you work it out and you make up and look at us go now look at us be battle buddies it's a beautiful thing give me a hug (laughs) kiss me you faggot That's another story. That's another story. But anyways, guys, we have stories forever. We the amount of nomad stories as oh. much as many of you guys know us. There's stories we could sit here so many the stories. Time. But thank you for joining me with my bestest buddy here, Candu. Yeah. Why don't uh, Why don't you you do a little sa- sign off for the crowd? I'll put you on spot. Oh well, fuck me. How do you do this again? Uh, so, uh this is this is Candu with. Nomad on the Nomad podcast. No, my Power. son's not Nomad. My, you said, Did I say call you Nomad? Oh, fuck me. No. I it's, am it's, Nomad. That's uh, half the arguments. Yeah, fuck half you. the arguments of our team. Yeah, Nomad, I'm Nomad. <laughs> Nomad's done without me. I have said that. I'm very <laughs> humble and modest. That's because I was reading Nomad on the thing. <laughs> so this is Candu signing off with Viking on the no- Nomad Airsoft podcast, powered by Black Cell. Not bad. Also sponsored by Speed Nation's Combat Solutions. Keep an eye out for the cool things coming that way. I'm uh, actually doing a sweet little project with those boys. Um, and uh, Kandu and I are actually both doing a separate project what, with what, them. What? Uh, they're bringing this CSXL. I hope, uh, just in case I got that one wrong. BMX. <laughs> <laughs> it is either the CSXL or the CXSL. I should really know that. But XSL, XSL, XSL. X, 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 X. Look up Speed Nation Airsoft. You'll find out. Yeah, you'll find out. But they're bringing competitive. Airsoft, Speedsoft, Speedsoft, SpeedQB. Yeah, we've uh, we've really been the, pushing the paintballers of Airsoft. Yeah, we've been kind of pushing Speedsoft quite a bit on the last few episodes, and a lot of that, a lot of the reasoning behind that is that we are going to be the commentators. Yeah, for the CSXL. Uh, so you can be looking forward to hearing our lovely voices. Um, obviously, and we have been politely asked to make it a very PG. Family friendly. So you won't be hearing us drinking, burping, yelling, fucking buffaloing each other. Uh, but you will be hearing us, our beautiful voices, talking about plays, talking about things going on. Uh, we're going to be out there on the field. Not on the field, but to the sidelines of the field. Sidelines. We got our own little booth, maybe. That'd be yeah. cool. With an umbrella. Maybe drinking our uh our um our power shakes with quotations if mocha thinks for a second i will not be drinking any alcohol while i do this he has no idea what's coming his way if it's gotta be pg there's gotta be beer yeah <laughs> is that pops blue gibbon yeah <laughs> pg <laughs> that was a horrible joke <laughs> i hate that joke uh but so we're gonna oh, be doing that me. and um yeah, it's just going to be something that we're going to be growing with. It's something new coming to Niagara, something new coming to Canada. Yeah, um, still, we're still a Milsom team. And well, yeah, Nomad is a Milsom like team. And Mitch asked me if I wanted to play Speedsoft, and I, I, Kurt, at the time, pulled like a muscle or something in my back. I'm like, fuck that, I'll commentate instead. And well, 
That's like, that's ne- where we are. <laughs> neither of us are built to play speed soft. Fast. I know everyone can say you can do whatever. Like I'm a fast boy. We're a fast boy. We could do it. We could outshoot a lot of people. But Mil- by Milson doing for the meme for sure. But yeah, we're Milson players. It's what we enjoy. But we enjoy airsoft as a whole. The sport. I like the idea of speed soft. And this is a way for us to keep in contact with everyone, stay relevant realistically uh, with the growing sport and not have to uh, fucking do it. Yeah, <laughs> it's the easiest scapegoat out yeah. to enjoy yourself without having to play speed soft. But uh, so you'll be hearing a lot of that stuff coming your way from this podcast uh, with having them as uh, having Speed Nation as a, a large sponsor of this team. The same way you hear me pump out. Uh, promotion for black cell love those guys um amazing dudes amazing dudes and while i'm here might as well just say it the project i'm working on with uh speed nation and the csxl i really hope i'm getting that right or else this is gonna sound really BMX. stupid be me um uh is mm-hmm. i have been approached about doing a speedsoft only podcast for the uh for speed nation or for the csxl it will be a fully pg uh podcast nothing like whatever this is whatever we're doing in my basement i really hope if i'm doing a podcast for someone else i'm not doing it in my basement either um or else they can't control if i drink maybe have a a legit spot to do it yeah it uh, will be a a much more legitimate (laughs) not um not the kind of content that you come to this podcast to listen to Uh, a lot of people that tune in this are just listening for what we bring to this but it is going to be a podcast that's bringing you actual information factual things and and like numbers and points and however people play speed soft but are you talking about a podcast that's actually planned yeah you're talking about an actual podcast something that's planned out holy christ i know what the fuck fuck is that (laughs) but uh anyways guys you're here here first that will be coming your way uh tune in for the next one which I don't, I'm not going to tell you guys what the next one is because I did that by accident last time. But uh, like Caleb just said, in a couple weeks from now, we'll be back together doing a podcast all about what it means to build a team. And I think how to build, how to build a team, what, what it's like to build a team. Realistically, if we're talking about how to build a team and what to do with the team, I a guess. A lot of we, trial and error. A lot, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of trial and error. But someone I would want to get on for that is uh, Jody Legacy, leader of the Crywolf. Yeah. Uh, Crywolf, amazing team. Probably one of the best teams we've played with. That is a serious team. For uh, sure. Yeah. They're a great they're, bunch of guys. They're amazing. Amazing All leadership. Great guys. And they, they, they know their shit when it comes to like teammates team roles and all that kind of stuff like exactly and they they run their team a lot differently than I, than we do uh yeah. like jody is the leader of that team and he's done the phenomenal guy. things with those teams so uh yeah guys thanks for tuning in to mitch and caleb talking into a microphone again uh yeah have a great fucking day great fucking day <laughs>